Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing a weekly dive of all the news, discussion, and condensed nerd talk you need for virtual reality gaming every Friday. I'm Rick McAfee, producer and editor of this podcast. I'm Jay Brad. I'm a virtual reality YouTuber. I'm Adam Charlton, a VR game developer who finally got their index. Woo! I feel like we should have had like a section of the script dedicated to. I really want to hear like in depth what you think of the index. <laughs> I can go into in depth next week when I've had a little bit more time to play with it. And um, for a while. <laughs> yet again, Destiny. She, she just we couldn't pull her away from the Jonas Brothers. You know, she went to the tour and now she's watching all of like their background videos. And what can you do? So, <laughs> instead, cannot blame her. <laughs> <laughs> a little jealous myself. Have... I'm not gonna lie. Yep. There's a little part of me. It's like, dang, I wish I was there with them. <laughs> her fellow Jonas Brothers enthusiast, Fia. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm Fia. It's nice to meet you guys. Um, I'm the host of the virtual reality show over on YouTube, and I'm also a VTuber. Um, and I do Twitch streaming. So that's a little bit about so, me. We're we're gonna ask you more about it a little bit later, but are you able to give like a brief like sentence or two? What is a quote VTuber as opposed to yeah. I don't know a YouTuber. So uh, VTuber stands for virtual YouTuber. So basically what qualifies um, someone to be a virtual YouTuber is that they have to have a virtual avatar in which they create content with. Gotcha. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And um, speaking of VTubing, I suppose technically we are VTubing right now because <laughs> we, we are. are. We're, we're all VTubers yeah. here. We're all VTubers because we are all sitting here in VR. We're actually at a very lovely little campfire scene. We we were doing that studio for a little bit, but some of you guys were telling us that was too boring. So now we're at a very um, homey campfire and it's actually pretty cool. Morning. So if you want to see us and our lovely VR faces, come check us out on our YouTube channel. Links in the description. We run this podcast in four sections. First, a Q&A section from our Discord and Patreon community. Second, a VR gaming news section. Third, we'll be talking about our experiences with some of the new VR games to come out this week. Do we have any new? We don't have any new games this week. Actually, okay, is your game... Did you see the first game you're going to be talking about? The um, sound something? It's been sound out, it's been yeah, out. It's been out since while. like April. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So no new games, but we are going to be talking about that onward update. Adam and I have played that we'll be letting you know just how awful it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lastly, we have a discussion section this week. We will be talking about, well, VTubing. In a sense, we're talking about virtual reality entertainment, what that means, what we think that future looks like. It's going to be super exciting, and I'm mm -hmm. really looking forward to talking with Fiend about it. And these guys, you know, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> last week, is this accurate? Last week we covered VR treadmills. Yes, that's yeah. accurate. Okay. Last week we covered VR treadmills. So check out last week's podcast to hear all about that. And with that, let's move into the Q&A. So first question, VR Ryan, who I always read as Ryan, even though there's two R's, I just can't help it. <laughs> He asks us, what do you think is the best bang for your buck VR headset? We'll keep this one brief, just like uh, the headset and then a sentence or two. I'm going to say the Rift S because, well, okay. If you have a PC, it's the Rift S. If you don't have a PC, it's the Quest. Those feel like obvious answers to me, but moving on. <laughs> I second the Quest. <laughs> yep. That nice sounds and, yeah. about right. Cheap. Do it all at once. You're all good. <laughs> yep. Right. 
it's it's got to be the quest for me i i just got the virtual desktop app i haven't tried it yet but i want to see how the wireless is that's why that's one of the things that i think might be everyone says it's pretty good so i'm excited yeah again can't beat the quest all in one self-contained you don't even need a computer Mm -hmm. to play a lot of the games Mm -hmm. so you can't beat the quest (laughs) and this is in comparison to like not just like pc headsets but also we're taking into account playstation vr headsets the very cheap kind of terrible um windows mixed reality headsets oh, right there's over there shaking his head no competition wait i forgot yeah. this labo count labo oh my god Labo's Labo. Labo. That's, that's best VR, headset. hands down of the year 2020 oh my goodness i always forget about that one yeah <laughs> so this isn't just like top off the top of our head this this is something we're pretty sure about we've given some thought to all right adam you got the next one I do. So the next question is from Rumbo, who asks, Adam, how is your game going? Well, I got to (laughs) say, it's slow. So just to give you a brief explanation, in the past year, I have had a baby, had three jobs, moved to a different state, and almost had coronavirus. So it has been a busy year. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. So I got to say, it's slow going. It is going, but it's slow going. Adam, so, I don't know. I don't know. I hear yeah. this list you give of family, health, occupation. I feel mm. like all these things are trumped by you making a VR game. Like you need to, you need to fix your priorities here. Yeah, obviously, obviously, family, world, right? family's <laughs> got to be down at the bottom, and VR game has got to be up here. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and my baby, Italy. You know, survival of the fittest. He'll either <laughs> oh, figure no. out how to get oh, his no. own food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, no. kid. I have this to work on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Galaxar Music asked, which game did you get too immersed in? Uh, his was Gorn. Mine was Rec Room, because one time you can see the video. Uh, it's it's all over my channel, where Nat and I were playing dodgeball. And we had mats. We were at separate ends of the room. But I was so into dodgeball, I had gotten my mat across the room next to her, and I just punched her right in the face while throwing a ball it was it was brutal luckily she, the headset took the impact she was wearing the psvr which kind of floats off your face it took most of the impact she was fine but the sound of that moment when it just punched it was pretty bad uh what about you guys what was the game you got too immersed in once uh, definitely always VR chat. I-, I would say, I don't know if you guys, um, over on my channel, I actually made a video about um, Phantom Touch and how people can have like sensations that they feel like in VR just by watching it. And for me, I never really experienced that until I got my index and then I went into VR chat. And the most immersed that I felt was there was this um, world titled In My Dreams. And there was this like rose that you could pick up. And, and I remember running my finger over it and I could feel the petals. Like I could feel the texture of the petals oh, around wicked. just by like looking at it. Yeah, it was insane. But that was like the most immersed I think I've ever been was um, feeling the rose. Wow. That's actually really cool. Like all the really answers cool. <laughs> I was expecting from us, like <laughs> touching a flower petals wasn't the one I was like, yeah, that's what the, she's going to bring up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Rip? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't, I mean, I certainly get immersed in games, but I'm never, quote, like, I've never, like, hit something. I'm usually pretty good about my guardian boundaries, so, like, it's not like I have that story to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess it's it's less of an immersion and more just getting, like, extremely focused. And I, yeah, I can definitely, like, yeah, I can definitely, like, hit some people that walk into my play space <laughs> if I'm playing, like, Beat Saber, you know. Then they don't stand a chance. Um 
because I gotta hit those. I, I don't care if they tell that tell me that they're passing by. I I gotta get a good score. So stop for nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Stop for nothing. <laughs> so I guess I guess I guess Beat Saber. I know it's a it's it's a boring answer. <laughs> no, Beat Saber is like really surprising. I think people who don't play VR don't really understand what it's like to hop into Beat Saber for the first oh, yeah. time because it's so like. Oh my god, like my first time at Beat Saber, like that tripped me out so incredibly hard. Like seeing all the boxes and the lights and the depth of it like being in front of you. I feel like it's a good way to feel like you're actually in like a virtual space. And so oh, yeah. you know, I I'm with you. I think it's it's a perfect answer. I have the hardest time, especially because on like just a a, a written on paper level, it's it's just a it's a rhythm game, right? So you always have like the hardest time like telling people no guy like this is one of the best VR games. Right. It's a total blast and it's like got this amazing VR experience and they're like mm-hmm. no. <laughs> you just have well, to like you have to understand. practically force the headset on Those them. Those non-VR people well, it's they the don't perfect get it. example. Yeah, it's the perfect example of like you really have to experience it to understand it is, because absolutely. otherwise it's like it's like Guitar Hero but man it's like 3D, you know. So <laughs> it's just you really don't understand until you're in it. Mm-hmm. Gotta stop mm-hmm. with the Guitar Hero. Someone said that to me, and they, don't, they almost lost me completely. I feel like it's <laughs> nothing like Guitar Hero. It's nothing <laughs> like it. It's more. It's more like DDR, strangely, which I also don't like DDR. But it's. I think it's closer to that than Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero is just touching buttons. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I want to just note: chat is in fact loving the location. <laughs> oh, <laughs> awesome! It. It. It's nice and cozy. Less Adam, comfortable did to you, sit. <laughs> did you mention a game? Did you mention a game you got too? No, I didn't. But I gotta say, it was Pavlov. When I first mm. started really getting into Pavlov, you know, I ran out of ammo. Someone was coming up, and so I grabbed my knife and threw it at them and punched straight into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was a bit too much for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our next question is also from VR Ryan, not Ryan, and who asks. <laughs> What is the best, most immersive VR game that you love and would say, like, holy shit, all the time? <laughs> and so for me, it, it's got to be every time um, Elite Dangerous. There is no better feeling than sitting in that cockpit, having all the <laughs> instruments in front of you. It just really feels like you're there and you can look around and see the really beautiful um, starscape that they have. That just blows me away every single time. Every single time you say that, it blows me away because it, it was cool and all, but it doesn't, it just, I just didn't have that experience with it. It was a good game, but like, to me, No Man's Sky is more immersive than that. I can really? get out of my Ugh. ship. I can get out of my ship and walk around no. on land. I can get in my <laughs> ship and I can take off. I don't know what you guys are talking about with Elite Dangerous. Fia, please tell me you don't care about Elite Dangerous. No, I'm definitely on the No Man's Sky team there. Oh. <laughs> yes! Yes! That's right. That's right. Well, it's two on two because I'm, I'm. <laughs> when destiny comes back from the jonas brothers she's gonna be the third one against you two and obviously well, she she's doesn't very like no man's sky either because she likes yeah jonas brothers, she hates so. she'll hate elite dangerous so it'll still be a half a point for my side because she'll hate yours. so so was um was oh uh, shoot was no man's sky your pick or were you just saying in, in reference i think it's dangerous? better than elite dangerous but no i would Ugh. i would still say half-life alex every time i get back in there the tension oh, yeah. i feel oh, walking yeah. around in that wor- world oh my gosh it's it's almost too much yeah i was gonna say half-life alex for me as well and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact when you're like touching things and you get the feedback like the little rumble on your controller of like actually feeling things i feel like every single time you do that because you know i spend so much time in vr chat 
when you suddenly like have that more like reactive environment, you're just like, whoa, whoa what's going on here? Oh, like yeah. this feels so cool. Um, I hope they add that into VR chat at some oh, point please. where you can actually like yeah. interact with things more like lifelike. I feel like that would be the one thing that takes this game to like the whole new level. Mm -hmm. You see, and I that's so surprising for me every time that people bring up Half-Life Alex because I loved Half-Life Alex. Isn't an incredible game? But I always just felt like it was a game. It never took it to that next level that maybe Elite Dangerous could, where I can just lose myself in the world. I always mm. kind of felt still that it was, it was still a game. <laughs> so I'm I'm really surprised to when when people talk about it like you guys do. You know, mm. <laughs> do you think you could put like your finger on why you think that was? <sighs> you know, I I don't know, but for some reason, it may, maybe it was just because I was doing it on the vibe and it always felt like i was looking the through vibe. that screen door right but <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but for me it was always i could tell it was in the game and with elite danger sometimes ugh, i kind of come close to losing that sometimes <laughs> by next week you gotta spend some time in the next in half-life alex i want to hear if your mind has been changed on the next oh, podcast yeah. oh, will do will do <laughs> mm -hmm. and what about you rip I'm I'm probably gonna have to also go with Half Life Alex. That game is just I've said it before. It looks gorgeous. It plays really well. It definitely if I were to have like put my finger on why there's some gamey aspects, it does do some I guess shortcuts in terms of um uh, not or yeah UI. It has some UI elements that are gamey, and I think that was for the better. I don't wish they did it any other way in terms of like. Rather than picking up weapons and stuff like that, you have to like go through yeah, a menu your and it just kind of pops in your hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of I could go on, but there's a bunch of elements like that where they clearly wanted it wanted to focus focus excuse me on approachability <laughs> and ease of use rather than having immersion just for the sake of immersion. Um, so like, but you can play a game that tries to go for that bone works, and there's there's, there's even with all the updates, it's still got some jank. So. <laughs> I, I I liked it, and I think that I think that is probably, in my opinion, the best example of like really well done immersion, especially the creepy parts. Yeah, like it, for those I don't want to spoil anything, but for those who remember that one section where you're about to go into a particularly dark place, <laughs> and you but you have like a little ledge to get there, right? And you just you're at that ledge. You're like, I don't. I know I have to go here to progress, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> the All right. And with that, we are able to move on to the news. But first, this news segment. I am going to trip over my words. I can tell it's like the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but first, this nuke says, "There we go." This news segment is brought to you in partnership with Asterion. Does your VR headset still live in a cardboard box? Well, here at Full Dive Gaming, we believe your headset should rest on a stand worthy of your VR device. And that's why we're excited to recommend the Aura Universal VR Stand. It combine, uh, and I messed up already. It is compatible, not combining. <laughs> it is compatible with every VR headset, and it looks great, guys. This thing is minimalist. It is modern. It is relatively low profile so i mean this thing will fit on your desk it'll fit on your living room coffee table i guess it'll fit anywhere and it's really cool got a nice like clear acrylic plate it um that also lights up with rgb which is just like one of the coolest <gasps> looking things yes <laughs> have you seen this have you seen this yet no the, i haven't but now i want it <laughs> <laughs> well we got a code for you oh boy <laughs> 
I almost like want to like I'll do it when we're like talking about something else. I'll try and drop a picture in to so you can see it. Um, but anyway, also it has a USB port. Gotta mention that because it's so useful. I <laughs> I didn't expect because I don't have like I I have a Rift S, so I don't need to like plug in the controllers right. It uses batteries, and I have a the Rift S, so the Rift S doesn't need to plug in via USB. At least it it needs a like I plug it on the back, right? Not an, into another device. So I never thought I'd use it. I just like would talk about it. But honestly, because it's located on my desk and it's not like behind the PC or anything, I actually use this little USB port all the time <laughs> to like plug charge my phone and just like whatever I need to plug a USB into. It, it's actually you, pretty useful. You never have too many USB ports. Handy. You really can't. Oh God, that's so true. I'm like I'm already... hardcore. <laughs> Where do you keep your VR headset since you don't have this beautiful stand we're talking about? Uh, this it? is going to sound really jank, but I literally take my cord and I stretch it across the end of the room so that it lays out flat and doesn't get tangled up. And then I set it down and then stick my little like uh, index cover like underneath it to block the yep. light. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds oh about goodness. right. Yeah. It sounds like <laughs> you could use an Aura VR stick. <laughs> like I, I'm pretty sold already. I will admit. You, I, I. I was really excited when we were offered this because the Aura VR stand is, it's absolutely a stand that like, if they, I mean, shh, don't tell them this, but if they sent us this and they didn't pay us, I would still absolutely recommend this, <laughs> this stand. It's, it's, it is a, an amazing stand, absolutely better than I think any of the other ones out there. Mm. It's, it's really clean. You j you basically just drop your headset on it. It's so easy to use. Yeah. I've been dropping a lot of pictures with it, with my headset in the discord. So Mm. Yeah. Go check plug for our Discord. Go check it out. We're pretty <laughs> active on there, but it, it looks pretty great. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, if you'd like to get your hands on this gorgeous VR stand, go over to www.asterianproducts.com and type in the code Full Dive at checkout. That's F U L L D I V E to get five dollars off your order of nineteen ninety nine or more. And with that, we can begin the news. Jay, you got the first news piece. Oh, I so do. I I just love every time I get a news segment like this to throw in Rip's face. Oh. The Hitman trilogy oh, that's right. is coming oh. to virtual reality, but it may only be coming to the world of PlayStation virtual reality in January 2021. So this comes from PlayStation's actual blog. They say Hitman 3 is the end of the trilogy. But it's only the beginning when we talk about Hitman in VR. We're proud to mm. announce that we are bringing VR support to every location from all three games. Every location from the world of Assassination Trilogy can be played in VR when you play them in Hitman 3. We're working to finalize the specifics for how PSVR owners can enjoy Hitman in VR, and we'll have more details to share in the months ahead, end quote. So... Right away, this just blows my mind. I mean, I have always just wanted to get my inner sociopath out in VR and just <laughs> strangle somebody with some piano wire. Just even in the trail, you just come up behind them and you got the piano wire and you just you just grab an oh oh my but, goodness. But the really exciting thing that I really also want to talk about, like this is we're talking PS5, so who knows what this means for PSVR? But how does everyone else here feel about this? What what do you think? It should be on PC. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta say, this is really is this one of this is. At most one of, if not the biggest developers that have brought their game to full VR. Like we've had some VR experiences here and there from some of these larger titles, but this is a full huge title that is fully coming to VR. This is a really big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I feel like I feel like this has to be, especially when they mention 
um where is it um the the only the beginning when we talk about hitman in vr that's their words right Mm -hmm. so that makes me think i'm sure that what happened was these developers put on some vr headsets like guys this is the future and proceeded to like all right we're gonna make a vr i'm hoping this means they're gonna we're gonna get a proper not just ported game but like a true vr hitman game which would be so cool and should be on pc um um, and but i'm sure that like before they did that they're like hey wouldn't it be cool and a little bit easier to first port all of our games i'm that's my guess on what happened here It'll be interesting to play it first person because the Hitman games I played, I always played third person and I always thought that was like really cool that way. But VR has got to be first person. We've learned that by now. Like it's mm-hmm. it's just the way to play games. Uh, so I'm interested in playing Hitman. I th- think it might bring back some love because I haven't played a lot of it since like Hitman 2. I really loved. I'm hoping this will like totally reinvigorate Hitman for me because I loved Hitman 2. But then they kind of fell off with more of the games that came out. So I, I can't wait, but I'm going to be playing this on a PS5. So I don't even know what that means yet, but I'm hoping that means it's actually going to push the PlayStation VR headset as far as it can go into like better graphics and better detail. And we'll get to see like, what can this headset do with all the power? And, and then I'll just be waiting for the PSVR too, though. (laughs) And so I have played a lot of the Hitman series and including the world of assassination trilogy. And I got to say, it's going to be so much harder playing it in first person because you rely on that third person so much (laughs) playing it on first person, first person, it might as well be an entirely different game. It's going to be so close and so intense. I'm, oh, I wish it wasn't just PSVR so that I could play it because this is one of the games that I would be over the moon about, excited about. But, you know, I don't have PSVR. Right. Gotta get one. PS5. It's a desperate attempt to keep you on PlayStation right now. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants a PSVR anymore. They understand that uh, Index and Oculus is where it's at right now. Right, but That's they're doing right. such a good job with the but they're doing such a good job with the exclusive games. Like Hitman mm-hmm. only coming to PSVR. Ah, oh, come on. You they're know? smart. <laughs> they're playing, yeah. They they know what they're doing, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> if if the PlayStation VR two is a good headset, I, I mean I'm going to get the PS5. I know that because I I love a lot of the exclusive series that are on the PlayStation. Uh, you know, I I really want a new God of War and I really want a new uh horizon uh, i'm i'm looking forward to all sorts of games on that so i'm gonna get it anyway if the psvr 2 is a good headset if more triple a games come out like this i can see myself getting it so it, you know what they're doing they're doing their job they're making me want it if they're getting ripped to be able to convert that's a big deal <laughs> <laughs> i mean it has to be on a psvr 2 <laughs> <laughs> or you know what i wouldn't even mind the, to, truth be told i wouldn't even mind the psvr as it is right now the big thing for me is the controllers the controllers are so dumb and they need <laughs> new controllers I, that would make me happy mm-hmm. maybe not spend another 300 400 bucks right now happy but <laughs> <laughs> what what's next adam you got some right news for so us, what's right? next comes from about the vive cosmos play headset so this week, Vive has announced that the newest headset, the Vive Cosmos Play, is switching to an enterprise-only headset. Now, this is going to be a really big deal because the Vive Cosmos Play was going to be a really big deal in the um, inside-out tracking. It had six cameras, incredible tracking, really good displays and cameras. And, you know, it's going to be enterprise-only. They're not even going to try and sell it to consumers. 
you know, Vive has really been juggling this idea uh, of whether they want to be consumers for games and everything or enterprise with, for businesses. And, you know, uh, this is just another indication that they're stepping out of the VR market for, for gaming, mm-hmm. which is this, super unfortunate. This is Go just ahead, HTC's. Though. This is HTC's kind of thing they do. They spread themselves too thin. They had <laughs> phones that were rated the top smartphones, but they also had phones that were totally budget pieces of crap (laughs) and so it gave them this terrible mixed message some people loved them and some people hated them and they just got all convoluted i feel like they're doing making the same mistake again in vr they're trying to go too many directions with it like pick a lane and stick with it and they're just not so i'm worried about their future frankly Mm. yeah yeah, See, I actually feel kind of the opposite i'm actually really excited to see them going into the the more like enterprise kind of direction because they feel like um uh, the biggest thing that's holding VR back right now is that the, the mainstream hasn't necessarily accepted it into their everyday life. Uh, for right now, it's right. very aimed towards like gamers and whatnot. And, and knowing that there's bigger companies who are going to start using VR for wide, you know, just a wide array of different kinds of purposes and kind of um, having HTC actually focus in on those and those more business minded or um, even like the older generations, like um, bringing those people into VR is going to be huge and making it more of just an acceptable kind of mainstream thing where you walk into a a store or an expo or whatever, and people are showing off their products virtually. Like I I see that being an incredible thing by them going all in on this. Like, you know, I see why it sucks because, you know, them pulling it out makes it a lot harder for like all of us. Um, (laughs) But I see it being a long-term really good thing. (laughs) It's just how I feel. I have a hard time believing a headset's going to get big in enterprise unless it's wireless, though. That's Mm. maybe they're going to surprise us with a really good wireless module, but I just don't see a huge amount of businesses taking this into their everyday if it's wired. So I, that's my word. I would love to see any any company really take off with with any sort of VR headset in in all their offices at every desk. But I (laughs) worry closer, just not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) I actually disagree with you, Jay. (laughs) So I actually think that being tethered to a computer is actually going to be one of the better features, because if you're in a VR headset, like I'm looking at this from someone in my field, a programming field where you can meet together in VR, you're doing all of your work at a computer anyway. It's okay to be wired to a computer. If that's where you're doing your work, your program, you can have your desktops up. Uh, sync with your computer really well. It makes sense to be wired to a computer. Adding the wireless option will just be an added cost that these businesses won't want. Everyone has a computer. Don't you guys have computers? <laughs> but is the future still computers? That's I, I, maybe I'm maybe I'm looking. That's way a bigger too far question. <laughs> like like the Hololens is a completely a completely built in device. Like can't I don't know. I, I'm going to take us too far down the rabbit hole, so I'm going to cut myself off here. But like. If if every station could have this this headset that's wireless and does the things their computers, what if the companies don't need the computers? Like that's that's a that's the future. I that's think, a tall that it order. Could actually replace it all. <laughs> I know it's big, but that's that's my that's my view of what I want to see come. I'm hoping. I'm sitting here hoping. Mm-hmm. All right. Title of this episode: Jay hates computers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to I, say it's not true. <laughs> I, I I initially was was. Uh, also thought that this was not great news because i mean i've seen previous companies that uh, admittedly the general line of like companies that go into vr they release a vr headset the vr headset absolutely fails no one buys it then they try enterprise they get some mild success there but not enough to really keep their business going and then they go bankrupt (laughs) i've seen that like five times now so 
that that would be my worry. But what Fee is saying is also correct. I, I've mentioned this before. Laptops, desktops, these things become big and popular once everyone has them, right? One, no one bought laptops until suddenly they needed a laptop for their job, and now everyone has laptops. So if VR can get there, then yeah, that this is huge. I also think we might need wireless because I, you know, I imagine sitting at my desk at like a cubicle and now I've got to get the VR headset. I got to clear space on my already cluttered desk because the cord's going to run and get it all hooked up. And Mm -hmm. I I could definitely see the appeal and just like, it's wireless. I just throw it on. I, it should still connect to your PC, especially if you want to like pull up multiple windows and like do some multitasking. So maybe we're just not quite there yet, but absolutely. You're right. I think this is is... just the start of it, really. We're taking these initial steps, which probably are going to be kind of iffy in a lot of different ways but um to, to get to the 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 like future that we want which is where it is accessible and for everything we kind of have to do take these um these beginner steps is the way that i kind of see it absolutely and if there's a company that can do it it is vive vive mm-hmm. was one of the first to pioneer this whole vr thing right they were the, one of the big ones there was them and oculus going we are going to make vr a thing and they did they succeeded mm-hmm. even if they're floundering a little bit right now Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a tad just, just doing some soul searching Maybe a right? bit. <laughs> yeah this is uh, what is that headset that released not like that long new but like re- relatively recently that is just kind of bad the vive is it the vive cosmos it's the vive focus the vive plus pretty much anything with the word vive in there is not doing insanely well but, yeah. yeah they might have to die but at least they'll get it started and then someone else will take over for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Walk all over the corpse to get to the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> HTC is a big enough company that they've got a bit of a cushion to do this. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to move us on. <laughs> Not that big a cushion. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, I'll take this next one. So the Roman Gladiator-esque Swords of Gura announces a 1v1 tournament this week with a top prize of over $1,000, which maybe isn't enough to, you know, it just pays for your rent, but hey, <laughs> this is pretty it's cool. Enough it's to cool upgrade to, see. to the index. <laughs> yes, enough to upgrade to the index. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe I should play a little bit more Swords of Gura. <laughs> Get that money back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, wait a second. <laughs> this is okay. Never mind. Did so. If you listened to our wonderful guest last week and think, man. I would like to get in on that VR esports action. Well, this is a great way to do that. So it's open registration. Anyone can participate, which is pretty cool. You know, a, a lot of, like if you want to break into a lot of these like VR or not VR, just leagues in general, you know, it's hard to participate in these sort of things. But open to anyone, just get your sword or VR controller as it may be, mm-hmm. and you can join this. Registration ends this Friday, August 13th. Is that? going to be that is this oh. friday that is when, this friday. when the podcast goes up it's gonna be too late oh. <laughs> well, when the podcast goes up you'll have all four hours <laughs> oh my god get on it <laughs> okay the podcast do we know what time it is? i mean it says friday august 13th but i have on my calendar here yep midnight august western 13th. midnight what like PST? midnight u.s west uh, like okay. uh pacific time so okay 
So yeah, yeah it'll time be too limit. late. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll it'll definitely because the podcast goes live at three a.m. PST. So if you are hearing this, never mind. You do not get to participate. <laughs> <laughs> so but, <laughs> it but, is, but if you were a patron and you got it a day early, you could have gotten oh, in on this. So what did you right. learn? What There's some learn? motivation right there. <laughs> Don't miss out by becoming a patron. <laughs> <laughs> that's I would not have thought of that little plug. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, I'll tease the Discord. Be like, "There's some important news." Be you a guys patron. <laughs> 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 only so cool. relevant to those who are patrons. <laughs> You know, I gotta say, a thousand bucks top prize. I don't. I mean, I know no matter what game it is, what esports game, what game in general, someone's gonna be better than me. So a thousand dollar what first place prize doesn't appeal to me that much. But if there was like tiers of money here, if they said the top twenty people were gonna get at least a little money, I might jump in on this because mm-hmm. I could get top right. twenty. I cannot take number one in anything. There's always gonna be some eleven year old that's gonna beat me. True. So. I think it's cool. Always that one eleven-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) It's cool. There's money. I'm not going to be jumping in on this personally. I kind of have to agree because, like, there is sort of always that feeling. Like, how often are you in? Like, not to like be soul crushing here, but (laughs) when are you ever like truly the best (laughs) at something? That's that's a special. Like, there's not a lot of those people. But and someone that, is the best, and that's the right. thing. There's always <laughs> like, someone who's the best. This, this is a lottery player. This is a lottery player right days. here versus a non-lottery player. You right? Can tell. <laughs> I, someone, someone has to win. <laughs> I signed up for this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best. Like no one ever was. <laughs> there was that year where the Powerball was like ludicrously high. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was like in all over the news, and I did put in a Powerball thing for that one. But. <laughs> Short of that, of course. Well, otherwise Rip wouldn't be here, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Start up this podcast anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so obviously, uh, if you're listening to this podcast on time or after that, you know what? How is this relevant to you? Well, this isn't the first time we've seen VR kind of using money to bait people to play their game. <laughs> well, when you put it I, like that, baited. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know if this is like a good or bad thing for the industry. I mean, obviously, more people is better, and more people playing games is better. But I mean, shoot, if your game isn't good enough that people will play it, then maybe the issue isn't how much you're paying <laughs> your gamers, <laughs> right? <laughs> you want them to be paying you. <laughs> they are not going to see something about a little this. backwards about this. <laughs> Whatever that was. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm sure they're just excited about the game. They want to get the thousand bucks out there to get people excited. I'm sure it's a great game. I don't know. I haven't looked at anything about it, but right. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Oh my goodness. Let's talk about something else. Uh guess what, Pokemon fans? I'm speaking oh, mostly to Nat, my wife out there. For a limited time, you can visit an official Pokemon theme park in VR. Pokemon has released an official VR theme park. It's a limited time. It's only till August 31st. You get to enjoy amazing events like the Pokemon Puzzle Map, the Pikachu Coaster, and more for absolutely free on PC, VR, and mobile. There is a catch. It's entirely in Japanese, and it's on the (laughs) Japanese-only social app, Cluster. I have never heard of Cluster. I feel like Mm -hmm. we're going to need Adam here. (laughs) Adam, do you like Pokemon at all? 
Um, I like Pokemon, but it's not like an obsession of mine. And this is All definitely right. meant for people whose Pokemon is their obsession. Uh, <laughs> that is that's good me. enough. I'm the- oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Sophia, you say. may not know me. this. Sophia, I speak fluent Japanese and actually lived in Japan for a while. Uh, and so I was actually able to try this out on the mm-hmm. cluster social app. And mm. it is definitely meant for the hardcore, hardcore Pokemon fans. Um, and it is entirely in Japanese, like that Pokemon puzzle maze. You have to not only understand Japanese, but you have to mm-hmm. understand Japanese puzzles, like oh, wordplay. It, it oh, was goodness. close to impossible. Oh, <laughs> so no. this is really meant for a Japanese audience. Yeah, and I don't it's think a my intro it? to Japanese 2 class whoop, is going to be <laughs> oh. too much of a help there for me. <laughs> Adam, did you say you've, you've, you've done this? I did. I tried it out earlier today. A lot of free time today. <laughs> wow. I, I, I saw this, but I was still like getting ready for the podcast and stuff. So I was like, I, I also really like Pokemon. So I was like super psyched. I was like, it's in Japanese. Why no. am I not surprised? <laughs> uh, Adam, Adam, could someone who doesn't know Japanese at least get to the Pikachu coaster? Like, would, Yes, you could. Would, okay. <laughs> It'll take a lot of trial and error. Okay. <laughs> let me tell you, the world itself is like a maze. Like you start in this room and it's like this big stadium and there's just doors on every side. So if you don't know Japanese, <laughs> oh you're just gosh. going to be ending up going into like the Pikachu or like the Pokemon maze and you're going to pop out. I was like, okay, don't want to do that. You're going to pop in. They have a full bathroom. And then you're like, okay, this isn't for me. Bow, bow. It'll take you a while to get around, but you can eventually do it if you are one of those hardcore Pokemon fans. Mm. But th- this is really meant for people who love Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if we're willing Stream to try it. it out, the cluster app, you can get it through Steam uh, and you can do it through Steam VR. It's, it's really meant for people who love Pokemon and love <laughs> to immerse themselves in the world of Pokemon. Mm. Yeah, please stream like when you try. I will come watch the attempt of making it there. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, I'd like to stream it. I, I Well, I was kind of like debating because I have a whole bunch of things I want to stream this week. First off, there's a new VR chat thing going on um, called The Devouring. I'm not sure if you guys saw that, Ooh, where it's a whole bunch no. of the best world creators came together and made an entirely like um, playable horror VR game that's um, within what? VR chat. So you, it's literally like a five-hour game. You don't have to do anything else except for just join the world to do it. So I'm streaming that. Um, and also the other thing that is going on is the comic VCAT is happening right now. And so it's, you know, Japanese based, but you have all of these different creators who are like um, comic book artists and, you know, manga artists and all that. And they have these booths all set up and they'll come and like uh, talk to you and interact with you. And I'm pretty sure that actually started tonight, um, uh, probably like really? an hour ago at this point. Yeah, so hopefully I get to hit that up sometime. But like that with the Pokemon and then the, the devouring, I'm like, oh my god, there's so many things there's I want to do now. Like, how do I pick? What is, what's it to cover? <laughs> oh no, now I fell out of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> this dang log rolling around. Right. <laughs> it's much harder to sit in VR than you think, people. <laughs> I mean, you just have to like all you have to do is accidentally point relatively close to the seat and press the trigger button, and that's it. You're up. Um, we'll have to get um. I don't know, I don't Fia, you're a busy person, but if you got the time, we can try and force Adam to go through it again and he'll <laughs> be my make tour sure. guide. My yeah, translator. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I will I I'll try. I'll try to get him to walk me through that cuz that would be a lot of time going door to door. 
<laughs> yeah, tell you what, you watch my kid and I'll I'll give her a tour. <laughs> Babysitting. You, you, know, <laughs> you know how like you know how on uh the Google like translate app you can like turn on the camera and it'll like read mm. like it'll translate as it goes. I'll have I'll be in VR, but I'll I'll be like have it on my screen, right? <laughs> uh, VR chat and I'll have so my extra. phone ready. <laughs> I'll go up to like signs and pull up my phone and like look under the headset to mm. see if uh, <laughs> I can translate anything. If it works, then I'll be very impressed with your multitasking ability. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am doing crazier right now. Um, <laughs> so um, was that it? Was that the last? That's, that's that was news. our last news. Well, no, no fifth news piece. All right, cool. So with that, we can move on to the game section. We want to quickly again mention our sponsor because we are very thankful for them for sponsoring this podcast. I totally <laughs> failed there. Um, <laughs> so um, again, really thankful to Asterion. They make the Aura Universal VR stand super cool headset. This thing looks really sleek. We talked about it at the beginning of this podcast, so I'm not going to dwell too much on it. But this thing is really cool, guys. Oh, I totally forgot to mention the website and code last time. It's a good thing. <laughs> I'm getting to this. I'll, uh, I'm going to have to like edit in a little. Like, I messed up. Here is the code. Like, in the middle <laughs> of the pocket. You know, Jay a had little. a perfect plug for it last time, too. <laughs> I said we've got to go oh, yeah. through. They have to stick around and listen to get it. We're, we're making them work for it. You just need to edit it in like a perfectly robotic voice. The code is full. <laughs> <down>. <laughs> I had to do that in a video I just made recently, actually. I, I misspoke, and I had to re-record, like, one certain, like, word or phrase. And then when I tried to edit it in, it sounded all vast. Like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody said anything so far. So I think it, it sounds worse to me than it did to everyone else. But that's, like, the worst is when you go through all the trouble of recording. And you're like, ah, oh, that yeah. one mm -hmm. little part. I worked in, um, I, I have a lot of experience working in sound. So I've done a lot mm -hmm. of, like, ADR work. And absolutely, when you're trying to, like, when when just like you want to use generally the whole scene but like that one line a plane passed over or something and you're like we gotta adr this yep. but it just no matter what you do to the sound editor it'll never sound right you just mm -hmm. have to like accept it at some point mm -hmm. so anyway if you want one of these headsets you've been i know you're just at the edge of your seats like how do i get this rip <laughs> um <laughs> i've been waiting <laughs> <laughs> so go to go to www.asterian.com if you don't know how Asterian to spell that products asterianproducts.com Asterian products thank you asterianproducts.com <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it is here i don't know why i'm like is it here did i yeah it's it's there it's there use code fulldive.com one word right but the, the Asterian pro oh that's why it's not in caps and if it's not in caps i just kind of glance over it um, <laughs> <laughs> is that how you read <laughs> is this the way <laughs> only proper nouns surprised. only proper nouns yeah, yeah. <laughs> so go over to www.asterianproducts.com and get five dollars off your order 1999 or over which puts the vr headset at around 24.99 if i remember correctly we yeah, just know the vr stand yeah. <laughs> yes if you're getting a whole headset, vr headset yeah. for 19.99 that's a pretty good deal <laughs> can't guarantee it works but... <laughs> right yeah that's almost guaranteed a scam mm -hmm. <laughs> all right and with that fia 
told us some that we asked her via what games are you playing we'd like to talk with you about it on the podcast and this is the one she mentioned that we thought was most interesting so we're going to start with it sound self now i'm going to let you talk about it in just a second but first i watched a trailer for this thing and it looks ridiculously trippy (laughs) (laughs) and i have no idea what's going on so tell us what is going on with this game i can't even like begin to introduce it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so basically um, the, the episode of my show that I released back on um, Monday of this week was about psychedelics and VR. And so during the, um, you know, during the research phase of, of producing this episode, I, I went and tried out a whole bunch of like kind of trippy, like psychedelic uh, type of games. And um, Sound Self was one of the games that I tried out. And I was like, okay, this looks cool. Kind of expensive at $30, but, um, you know, I- I'll give it a go for the sake of giving it a go. And so it's really, really crazy, right, is you um, put on your headset and you like lie down and you basically start off by humming and it'll give you a note and it's kind of almost like a like a mantra kind of thing. And you go like, oh, and then you make this like this hum, right? And then the game itself actually starts to react to your voice and it starts to react to the sounds that you make. Yeah, yeah. And so it uses your your microphone, so you have to, you know, like, not have any, like, interference or anything of that, um, but it uses your microphone, and then it takes in the sound, and I, I have no idea how, like, the, the math works on that as far as, like, the programming goes, but, but it, like, takes that and then starts producing all of these interesting visuals, and so you have all of these crazy colors, and you'll have, like... Um, like shapes like circles and like like stripes and like paint smears and all of this stuff kind of like shaping around your voice and then the different like pitches that you make and the different types of sounds that you make um, and then at, su- at certain points as well if you kind of start being quiet it actually starts to relay your voice back to you so if you were singing something right. like a minute ago um, you'll start to hear the echo of that echo back to you within the game and you're, you're like hearing all of these like tones like layered on top of each other um, so it's definitely like it definitely puts you into the kind of like a trance state because you have all of this sound and sound is very, very powerful, like, um, you, you know, the different like tones and how your brain is like responding to that. Um, and so that mixed within these different um, kind of like layers of like psychedelic and trippy visuals is so, so interesting. And what really stood out to me, too, is that when you're in a game like um, like this, right, and we're in VR chat and you're looking around like everything is very stationary. Um, But some of the visuals, while they would, like, you know, be in the world around you, were also, like, tracked to your headset. So if I would, like, look around, like, it it would move with my eyes and move around like that and then kind of, like, trickle back into the background. And so it was kind of this weird, like, connection between, like, like you and the virtual world. And I absolutely was, like, thrilled by that. I think it's so cool because I had never thought about, like, an interactive VR game to where it actually uses something about you as the user um, mm-hmm. to, to produce an experience. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. I wouldn't say necessarily it was like worth like $30 because <laughs> it's something that you'd play a couple times and be like, hey, that's cool. And then never touch again. <laughs> um, but, but it was definitely worth the experience. Um, absolutely. So I, I hope to see more kind of stuff like that. I don't know if you guys have tried it out for yourselves. How much time did you spend on it? Um, I did two 15-minute sessions, so I did half an hour total. They have two different game modes. Um, one was called Sophia, which is, you know, I had to try that one because I'm Sophia. So. <laughs> um, of course. <laughs> I-, I can't remember what the other one was called, but um, I tried out both modes, and um, yeah, they- it was really, really crazy. This sounds so cool. This is definitely like, now that you've explained it as much as you have, I worry 
you know, not not that I, I smoke weed or anything, but you know, if I happen to, you know, I don't I don't condone drugs on this podcast, but if I were to happen to, um, this sounds like like the kind of thing that someone would be just like stoned and be like, I remember that game, and then tries and be like, whoa, it's <laughs> definitely sounds... yeah, definitely aimed for that kind of experience. Right. But I mean, it sounds cool anyway. As someone who's into audiovisual stuff, mm-hmm. I, I'll admit when I first heard this, I kind of was worried that it was like, like geared kind of solely towards like people who are like, I don't know, using psychedelic drugs. And I was like, OK, well, I mean, it sounds interesting. But now that you've explained it, like in the way it do think it's doing what is basically an audiovisualizer is what that's called. Yeah, totally. And um. I happen to really like audiovisual. I like for a while YouTube was just recommending me audio visualization stuff because <laughs> I was like kind of on a streak of watching a bunch of videos like that. So this actually sounds really cool to me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not everyone's going to be like a total audiophile like I am, but for people that are that VR and audio and like a really like but well done this sounds really cool how are yeah it's i cool. mean yeah. <laughs> how's like how's this this might be like tricky to answer but how are mm-hmm. the graphics <laughs> uh yeah that's the, it's kind of hard to explain because it's literally all like blobs of colors so it's not exactly right. like it needs to be like you know pixel perfect definition there um but i mean it, it's very vivid especially on my index um the, the colors were very vivid and, and it was nice too because it was constantly changing so sometimes it would be like black and white and then other times i'd have bright like you know oversaturated like blues and pinks you know and, and it just really depended on um what sounds i was making and how they were reacting to it, it you know I, mm-hmm. I i didn't feel like i need control over it, it was probably my biggest complaint is um, right. at certain points it felt like it was just kind of doing its own thing without really like caring what I was, you know, what sounds I was making. Um, but it was reacting to it nevertheless, which was still cool. You see, and that's the biggest turnoff for me personally is that I, I do VR a lot for the gaming and for the experience, for the interaction you have with the world. Mm-hmm. And unlike Rip, who loves audio, uh, I hate <laughs> audio. And the closest thing I've ever come to a substance is like an Advil. So, (laughs) (laughs) and so this is like absolutely not a thing for me. I keep hearing all this like, oh, you know, it would maybe be cool to try out with someone else's VR headset, but 30 Mm -hmm. bucks a shot on this thing. uh, Maybe it's not for me. Yeah. I would definitely say you have to be someone who's already interested in it for sure. Whether that is because you are a, you know, trip enthusiast or an audio enthusiast (laughs) or you just have money to burn and you love vr unique vr experiences then this is definitely a unique vr experience but for your average person i I wouldn't say this is a must-have so yeah i don't think you're missing out too much yeah and i definitely got to say things like this are good for the experience that i'm i'm glad that people are taking the time to come Mm. up and try these new things try these new experiences in vr it's innovation, uh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And any any progress is probably good progress, even if it's a dead end. <laughs> <laughs> you said you did two 15 minutes. Was that it or was there more you just haven't done? Or is it just basically an unlimited amount of time you do it? Like, yeah, it's just an unlimited kind of a thing. Like you can, um, you can like customize the different things. Like if you want to do like a 15 minute session or a 31, or I think there was an hour and then unlimited. So you mm. could pick like how long you want your session to be. And then, like I said, there was like two different modes um, which I still don't really understand what the two modes were, but you know, I tried them both out anyways. Um, uh, but other than that, it, it definitely is just kind of like, you know, obviously it's going to be unique each time you do it because of the different sounds you make and the different ways reacting. But, um, 
I, it isn't exactly something it's replayable in the sense that it's always unique but it's not replayable in the sense that you're getting a yeah it's Mm -hmm. the same thing each time it's just different each time i don't know if that's coming across the way i'm trying to i get (laughs) i get what you're saying and i i'm actually more intrigued the more you've talked about it because like something that this is pointing out is is kind of a flaw i don't know of the pc vr world maybe you can all tell me really quick but these are all elements that we already had potentially in games like every headset has a mic on it or at least most of them Mm -hmm. do like why do more games not use our sound so coming from the psvr there was a lot of games that did stuff like this there was astrobot there was blood and truth there was harmonics where like in astrobot there's a part where you have to blow the leaves off of a dandelion to move on and you have Mm -hmm. to physically blow you lean forward and blow and it hears you doing it and like since coming to pc the only game that i've played was the saints and sinners that actually like used your mic back at you but it didn't do a very good job of it i found it more distracting than anything and so i keep like waiting i'm like okay where are these games that use more elements than just my hands and buttons and so to hear that this actually does that that gets me really excited because i really mm-hmm. missed that and i just feel like we're we're kind of losing out on this whole element that we could have in games by sometimes using our mic to do things like in uh blood and truth when you could smoke a vape and it would actually be listening for you to <laughs> suck and then listening for you to blow and it would actually blow the smoke out like i don't vape i don't care about that but it was really cool for it to actually work because it was listening to me like mm. i want that back i want more of that more vape more virtual vaping. I, I don't condone <laughs> vaping. I don't condone smoking. But anything that I can actually use my auditory power with in a game, please give it to me. Let me let me do it. I want to try it. As opposed to you know like speaking to us right now, right? Yeah, that's not the same. This is just this is just chat. I'm talking. I want to be able to blow in this campfire and see sparks go everywhere, like stuff like that. Mm. That'd be pretty. Accidentally that would be burn cool. down the tent because you blew on it too. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Burn down the tent. Burn whatever that that shape is over there standing there squatting and creepy <laughs> Rip, you you finally went back and you played something we were talking about last week didn't you yes okay but really quickly before i do that on the note of like breathing with the entire time i was like there's one section i'm not going to spoil it but there's a section in half-life alex where you have to be sneaky and i'm sure you all know what i'm talking about i that entire time i like i was like if I were the devs right now, I would make it where if I made a sound, it would totally oh get their attention. So I was like oh. dead quiet the entire time, just in case. Did it not <laughs> work I didn't like know. that? Did, was I, it, I don't, was it, I don't oh, know. I actually don't know. I was too scared to try it. <laughs> Saints yeah. and Sinners has built something in since, but they give you an option to like turn it off, I guess, because of streamers who mm-hmm. were trying to play the game but i guess they had a thing built into where you had to be quiet or the zombies would hear you like mm-hmm. that's at least someone's uh, doing something but now i want to know i'm going to find that spot in alex and i'm going to start screaming and see what happens just to see. <laughs> <laughs> all right go play that game guys all right so as jay mentioned um so last week we talked about onward and its update for those that are not in the know because they don't listen to our podcast, who would ever not listen to our podcast? Um, <laughs> so um, Onward released an update that was kind of more of a, like, I don't know, what, what's what's the opposite of an update? I guess a downgrade. Um, <laughs> where they did, they did include quest support, and that was really cool. And we did touch on that. So they... It now has not just like side quests. It has proper quest support. If you go to the Oculus yeah, Quest native quests. store, native quest, if you're on the Oculus Quest store, you can now pick up Onward. And that's super cool. And I'm all about that. But man, did it come with caveats. And not just like a small caveat. Like the whole thing, has, it's, it's got some big differences. Now, Adam and I have played it since this big downgrade. 
Now, we were reading ahead of time how awful everything was. And honestly, they, like, they did downgrade a lot. Yeah, the this textures... was like breaking news last week, right? Like, we didn't get a right. chance to try it out because it came out right before we started, you know, broadcasting. <laughs> right. So we hadn't had the chance to play it, but it kind of looked terrible based off the screenshots <laughs> we were seeing. The other thing I was hearing was that it was now filled with anywhere from 5 to 16. I mean, there's some mature 16-year-olds, but, like, you know, <laughs> that age range of like i don't know screamers i guess <laughs> i mean really like and it'd be one thing if it was like i don't know echo arena but this is onward this is supposed to be like a milsim shooter <laughs> the the audience prior to this quest influx of really young people was like very serious you know milsim players that were looking for that like hardcore tactical experience you know that's why they didn't play a pavlov or contractors um it's a really quick time to kill it requires teamwork and coordination and you know what really ruins that experience 12 year olds running into your lobby and team killing and letting everyone know where the enemies are <laughs> <laughs> so between those two things uh adam and i were definitely very worried about hopping into onward so now we've played the game i've got my own things i want to say but i've already talked a whole lot adam what do you think so far you know, it's, I got to say, after trying it out, it was a lot different than the doom and gloom we talked about last week. <laughs> yeah. Like the differences are noticeable. They are definitely noticeable, but they're not game breaking. And, mm. and maybe it's just because we hyped it up so much last week and we heard everything's like, oh, onward is ruined. Oh, everything's terrible. Mm -hmm. But I came out, it's different. It's really not as good. I got to say, it's really not as good as I remembered it being, but it's not terrible. And, you know, if we get a little bit of a, daffer, a graphical downgrade to bring in a huge influx of players, I didn't really run into a whole lot of younger player problems. You know, mm -hmm. it, it might be for the better. This might be the direction that Onward goes is very inclusive to amp up the player base. Maybe Rip being mm -hmm. a little bit more of a, uh, a more hardcore uh, shooter might have some difference of opinions, but I'm excited to see what you think. I mean, I was kind of, I was, I'm pretty much on board with your opinion. I was like, I definitely encountered younger players, but I have yet, I've, I've put in probably five hours since the, um, since that podcast was recorded, which isn't a ton of hours. I, I mean, my overall hours is a lot more than that. So not that much time yet, but from the experiences I've had, I tried, I tried doing, because I knew I'd be talking about it. I did some server hopping. I played on as many maps as I could to like get a sense of, how does everything look now? How does it feel? Um, there's definitely a lot more uh, younger people. So far, though, they all were like fairly amicable to learning the game. Mm -hmm. I, I, like, I didn't have that many problems. And I'm sure if I'd kept hopping long enough, I'd encounter someone who wasn't helpful. But I don't know. It wasn't like my entire experience was ruined for the most part everyone still plays the same there's definitely a lot of new people so like some people who are always all grumpy whenever new people join their game when the game gets a big update or whatever and they're like all oh, these new kids and don't know how to play this game right i mean give them have some patience guys um but overall fairly good experience the game i felt like honestly ran a little bit better most of the time due to the update because since it's quest friendly that means for pc it like runs like i don't know what's it like minesweeper like it's just flawless <laughs> <laughs> like butter yeah like butter 
<laughs> so um, it runs really great, except there were some bugs. Not like, like it, it wasn't like an overall thing where like I, I would was like constantly running into like frame rate drops or something. It was more like I kept with just in the servers I was in, and I didn't experience this personally, but a lot of people kept getting this bug where they like their headset would start flashing black and white and they had to leave the lobby and join back in um i was had that, an was issue that quests only though or was that riffs too i i think it's i don't know quests actually. already have that problem so that might have just been them oh <laughs> mm-hmm. and i but then i have the same without the black and white flickering screen thing i also like i wasn't there was a, a um twice where i had to like when you choose your loadout after a round ends i couldn't choose a loadout it was just like it was it wasn't doing anything and I had to back out of the lobby and then join back in, which is a pain if you've got like people you're playing with and you try to join back in and someone's already filled that spot that you had. So that was kind of annoying, not going to lie, but that happened twice. Now, maybe twice over a five hour period. I guess that's a lot like that's not I don't know. Maybe I'd have preferred that over like a 10 hour period. So <laughs> there are some issues. But absolutely, it was overblown. I, I don't think the game's... like It still plays like Onward. Yeah, yeah Thea, it's still the you, same game. Do you play many shooters? Did this news reach your community, or is this No, totally... I am definitely not a shooter <laughs> type person. <laughs> never never cared for shooters, especially... Um, I had very strict parents growing up, so that was never something uh... I really... That's why That's why I'm the Pokemon obsessed. <laughs> that, was, that was my culture, so um, I, I can't relate to this one. I, I know that they're great, and I'm sure that it's a lovely experience. Not for me. That's so funny mm-hmm. that you say that, though, because, like, in my family, uh, Pokemon was evil. I played, like, shooting that is so Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon and Harry what? Potter were, like, evil, though. I had friends Man, who Pokemon didn't do Harry was my Potter, childhood. Yeah. <laughs> They're called monsters, pocket monsters. That's evil, obviously. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Of course. Haven't you seen a Pikachu? Yep. Looks evil. Those eyes. <laughs> oh, Those soulless eyes. <laughs> Uh, anything, more about, play that anything more about anything more about onward because i want to hear about Adam's oh game. i suppose not <laughs> <laughs> so like jay hinted at the next game we're going to talk about we mentioned it in the news post but swords of gura i wanted to i i saw the magnificent prize pool of a thousand dollars and you know i thought that could be me <laughs> <laughs> lottery someone's right? gonna win yeah no so i picked it up today tried it out i have a whole two days to practice to get ready for the tournament right but uh Mm -hmm. it was actually a really good game so the really easy comparison to it is going to be blade and sorcery uh so blade and sorcery has some really great physics to it it takes a little bit time to swing when you have bigger weapons it really does melee combat great swords of gura approach this so everyone knows i don't know if you've seen like skyrim br but you can like melee combat in that is just weird just because of how <laughs> just because right. of how VR is, you don't get a whole lot of feedback. So you can sort of do like a sword wiggle around and, <laughs> and get, get the enemies, right? <laughs> and so Swords of Gura fix that problem by when you hit someone or when you get hit, your blade shatters. And it has to take a second to reform before you can use it again. Oh. And that and you can like lock your blade so you can sort of charge up your sword for a half second and it becomes unbreakable, but you also can't hurt anyone with it. So a strategy oh. is when someone's swinging at you, you make your blade unblockable and you parry with it and then strike back at them. It it is a really good game and a really smooth back and forth. 
but there is a learning curve. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when I first joined into the game, it's all VR right now. It's early access. They're planning on adding a single player campaign. But for right now, you join into a lobby and you will just get beat down over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> it is a real trial by fire. And the players are good. And, you know, there's sort of like an honor system where if you see someone fighting someone else, you just back off and leave them be, right? It's but, not 1v1. Man, huh? What was that? It's not 1v1. There's a 1v1 mode, but all the lobbies I found were like these big 10-person matches. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I have yeah. not. I had no idea. None of the footage I've seen. I've seen a lot of footage of this game. Not not a single bit of footage has shown it more than one versus one. No, so there, there are some incredible maps out there, too. Yeah, there's some incredible maps of multi-tiered layering, like different heights. You can jump down on, on top of someone with your axe and just totally nail them. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> is it, is it and that was like, the only time I hit someone. What was that? Have you ever have you ever played, um the, not VR games, um, Chivalry or, um, oh, what are they? But like the, 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 the big medieval, like, team versus team combat games. Um, on flat screen games have you, have you seen any of those i've seen what you're talking about yeah okay um does it from what you've seen i guess d- does it look similar to that no <laughs> no I, okay. I can't say it does it, it's really like a multiplayer blade and sorcery that is the closest thing i can come to it um it's really a sci-fi setting and so you have like laser swords um, everyone's a robot that you're fighting against. It it just feels like a sci-fi blade and sorcery. And it is tough. It is tough, but really w- rewarding once you get into it. So I put in about two hours into it today. And right by the end of the two hours, I was finally able to start scoring some hits on people. <laughs> there There is a learning curve, but it is a really rewarding learning curve once you get to it. I, I can't say even more than blade and sorcery, it is rewarding when you're finally able to start put in some hits and it's i i recommend the game i'll get knocked out first round of the tournament i'll let you know but i'll have fun doing it <laughs> i definitely was worried about how they'd handle combat because like like you said the weighty thing it's like how do you make it com- especially a multiplayer competitive game how do you handle swords and i like i could not figure it out and i've from what i've seen so far in the games i've played it, it for the most part the answer is they don't really do it well yeah. <laughs> so it's really interesting to hear you say that it's it it they they managed to do it. Is it do they have weight to the weapons or did they just sort of give up on that completely in favor of their interesting system? The weapons do have weight and you can really feel that on the two-handed weapons. So if you switch from a giant two-handed battle axe to a, a little quick dagger which was my favorite weapon, there there is a significant difference, but the real key element i gotta say is that blade shattering that really makes the difference in the vr competitive mode gotcha okay that sounds good that sounds interesting i'll we'll have to pick it up especially with this tournament that no one can join because it's going to be too late by the time we hear about it. <laughs> all right and then lastly this isn't a new game to any of you guys but we want to touch on it, especially because Fiat plays an enormous amount of it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is VR Chat, the application, or not application, the game. I always say application because like it is a quote game, but because it's such like a social experience, it always mm-hmm. of the VR games I have, it never really feels truly like oh this is a VR game. It's more like no, this is like a VR 
social i guess it's a it's a vr social experience yeah. that has games universe. it also has universe <laughs> vr universe yeah, yeah network yeah network yeah so Ooh. there you go my trackers so, are going ham right now hold on <laughs> oh no <laughs> there we go well, they look they seem to look fine on our end all right cool. um so via you play the most out of vr right here i gave my little attempt at describing what it is but for those mm -hmm. there are a lot of listeners for this podcast that actually don't have vr headsets so mm. for them they maybe have seen a bit of footage because vr chat gets probably the most viewing out of all the vr games but you know sell sell this game that you play so much of yeah they'll, so they'll go VR watch chat. you afterwards <laughs> um, I feel like for most people who are interested in VR, um, a lot of them, their their interest kind of stemmed from things like SAO or um, Ready Player One, right? Those are kind of like the two right. big pieces of media. And the, um, the, the real appeal in those is this idea that you get to fully embody like a virtual character and live a fully virtual life. Um, and then mm -hmm. interact with other virtual people in that way. And VR chat is basically kind of the closest we've got to that right now, minus the RPG kind of parts of things. Um, right. And so the, the concept of VR chat is that you go into the game and you get to put on a virtual avatar. You can find like free ones where you can upload your own, which, you know, obviously I've done and I'm assuming you guys <laughs> as right. well. We like our um, custom avatars here. But um, you you know you can join in, get a get a virtual body, and then you can start playing um this game by going into different like instances of worlds and stuff. And there's all these kinds of different worlds, and um, there's the ones that um people have uploaded, so people can make any kind of world they want via Unity, and then upload it as a world to VR Chat, and then all of these different people can come and, and gather there, and. You can either do this in kind of like a public, like uh, mingling kind of <laughs> kind of way. Is kind of the, the the what you're expected to do is to go into public worlds and you meet new people. You just start talking. Um, it's a great way to kind of meet new friends or make new connections because everybody has something in common, which is liking VR. Um, but if you know if, if you're more interested in just kind of hanging out with your own friends, you can pull up a, a private world, kind of like we're doing now, where it's you know no random person is going to join us here in this um, recording right now. And you get this interaction with people that you wouldn't necessarily get when you're um, far away from someone. So uh, the kind of the thing that I like to explain to people is my boyfriend lives in the UK. And so during quarantine and stuff, I don't get to see him. I, you know, I haven't seen him um, at all during this time. And instead of just, you know, call him on the phone or whatever, we can hang out in VR. And then I, he has a physical body, like presence that I, that I can interpret. And it gives this sense of closeness and feeling that you don't get without with any other kind of um, social experience online. You know, if you're on a Discord call, well, you, you have to look through the camera. If you're on a phone call, whatever. If you're texting someone, whatever. But when you actually have, um, you know, somebody else's body and presence that you get to interact with, it, it's such a more, like, intimate and realistic experience. Um, it, it totally takes Absolutely. communication to the next level. Um, the other thing that really pulls me in is, like I said, people upload their own worlds and stuff. And so basically all of them, your like fantasies and you know like dream worlds that you could ever think of like i love to visit like um legend of zelda worlds because i'm a huge zelda fan and so for <laughs> oh, me cool. that was the thing that kind of got me really excited about vr chat is i realized that people were uploading like maps like ripped from the games 
that you could go visit. And I could feel like I was Link going on an adventure through Hyrule, like physically, like looking around in first person. And I was like, whoa, this is the coolest Wait, thing they ever. they have ripped Zelda maps? Yeah, totally. There's like Hyrule oh from um, Ocarina of Time. Oh, you can you go have to, to show um... me these. Oh, please show me these maps. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's like, that would be my childhood come true. Hold on oh, one so cool. second here. <laughs> no worries. While she's... All right, don't mind me. <laughs> While she's answering her call, whatever she's doing. So we've played a bit of VR chat in relative to people. Like, there's sort of like a scale of VR chat. There's people that have like played it, enjoyed it. And like, I come back and visit it every once in, every once in a while. For a while, I was in VR chat regularly because I would actually study in VR chat, mm. <laughs> which I could go into detail, but that... that it's, it's it's definitely a unique experience. But there's definitely, like, when you enter VR chat, there's, like, there's people that, are like, are fairly new, have got some time in them. There are some people in a VR chat that are, like, super heavy VR chat users. Mm-hmm. Power users, it's yeah. <laughs> absolute power users. I've encountered a, a puzzling amount of people that actually only play VR chat. They haven't touched a single VR game mm-hmm. besides VR chat. That's the only thing they play. Because they're not there as cool as VR is, and I mean, I I would never do that in their shoes. But to them, mm-hmm. they're the VR is just an accessory to really enjoy VR chat to the fullest. Now they're you like... you play some VR games besides VR right, chat. Right, right, right. <laughs> I play some, but I will say I have a strong bias. VR chat was definitely the thing that gave me the push towards um towards this all like i said with those zelda worlds as soon as i experienced that i was like okay this is freaking awesome um <laughs> there was no going back from that moment if i'd heard that there was zelda ripped maps in vr chat that that might have gotten me on vr a little mm-hmm. earlier than i did get on now for the people that aren't they may find out they want to see the social side but they may not want to come in for that at first these zelda maps are you like actually ha- is there combat are you doing stuff or are you just seeing it like um it's what mostly else is just there? seeing it's mostly just seeing people have like avatars that they throw in and like oh i can be zelda and i'm gonna take this avatar you know stuff like that um there there are some worlds that have a little more interaction to them um where you can like pick up different items and interact with them that way but um as of right now none of the the Zelda ones at least are you know there's no like playability to them um i will take that back though there is one world that's like an avatar world where you can actually kind of go through a dungeon it's um the um Kakariko village where you go underneath the well and there's mm. like um like the shadow temple and <clears throat> stuff um there's like a world where you can actually go around and earn the avatars by like completing puzzles and stuff that way which is really cool but I think um, now that we have Udon, which is, you know, the, the big, like, world-building update and stuff, I think people will probably start incorporating that kind of stuff more into fan worlds as well. And, you know, right now it's mostly, like, unique concepts and people making things that are, like, their own ideas. But I can totally see fan worlds being made for things like Zelda where people make, you know, where you can, like, go, like, fishing and swimming and, you know, you know throw a sword around and break pots or whatever you want to do. So I, I definitely think we'll get there. But but right now it's definitely more about the just, like, exploring and seeing everything from the first person, like, immersive experience. Well, and don't forget the social experience of meeting and talking to all the other people, right? Well, that's true. <laughs> you go to a right. Zelda world, you're bound to find people that love Zelda that you mm-hmm. can you know, talk to and and share that common interest. Totally. Mm -hmm. It's a really great way to find people who like have the same kind of interest as you is by going to a certain world and just um, seeing who's there and talking to them. 
Well, mm-hmm. especially in today's day and age with coronavirus preventing people from going out as much mm-hmm. as they used to, VR chat might be a great way to keep on your social interactions with strangers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't lose it. Well, we I know we we need to probably wrap up the game section, but one thing that I that that kind of led to this, I was scouting worlds trying to find a place for us to do the podcast, and I found this one world that said it was basically a test to try and push Udon to its limits to see what it was. Mm. And it was called Relaxation World. There was nothing relaxing about it. You ended up hitting these jump pads that threw you across this giant map. The world looked amazing, and then you picked up these machines that were called water bees that you could then go into this part of the underwater map and direct them, and they would be pulling you through the water wow. really fast. So I think there is it's more. super I, cool. I started going through Reddit trying to find. There is other worlds that have other interactive things, and I want to see more of that side, too, because I want to find some of the, like, what are the activities? So that's definitely something I would love to hear more as any of us. If you find something, if you see something on the stream, shoot us a message and tell us, because, like, I know the murder party's really fun. Like, mm-hmm. even though, oh, yeah, even yeah. though you're just grabbing a janky knife <laughs> and trying to stab someone, it's definitely not obviously built as a game, but it works, mm-hmm. and it's really fun. So there's more to do. The social, it's huge social, but there is mm-hmm. more to do. Like, if you're going in with friends that you don't really have anything to talk about, like, you can go do stuff together, too. Yeah. VR chat I usually play it limitless. single player. I usually don't go into VR chat and play with other people the majority of my time is spent just like joining different worlds and just exploring them so I think anybody who's like afraid of of, of spending time in VR chat because of the people like you can open up a private instance and just do your own thing like you don't rely on anybody else unless you want to there's nothing like forcing you to do that exactly try it no matter what and even if you don't have a VR headset you can play it flat still and check it out Mm -hmm. and just see see what it's like it is pretty cool Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then get a VR headset because it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. So you guys won't be alone in that. Yes. <laughs> so um, I'm looking at chat here. Rio says hi, by the way. I don't know if you know a Rio, but he says hi. Hi, Rio. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he reminded me. So as we move into the discussion section, if you have any questions for us, if you got any questions for Fia, we'll try to answer at least one or two of them before we proper end this podcast. And for those that are sticking around once the podcast ends, we will be live streaming. Uh, well, we try to go at least till eight. What time is it now? It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there'll probably be some extra live stream time for people. So again, if you're not uh, keeping in touch with us on YouTube and or discord, come check that out. Cause the live stream goes private. The moment we are done with it. If you missed out on the live stream, you missed out. It's not going back online. You only <laughs> see the, you, the podcast, of course, gets uploaded uh, along with all the clips from it. But if you want all the live stream stuff you get a little bit before the podcast, you get a little bit after. Come check it out. But anyway, we're going to move into the discussion sh- section. But for those who are uh, typing in chat, having fun there, if you have any questions for Fia, for us, reach out, put some questions in, and we'll see if we can get to you. So now the discussion section. So again, we, Jay kind of mentioned, we don't have a lot of time. We have roughly 10 minutes to talk about <laughs> what is the future of VR entertainment, which is like a ridiculously huge topic. How do we mm-hmm. even touch on that? <laughs> 10 minutes go, right? <laughs> yeah, 10 minutes. I know. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> but, um, does it, but before I hop into it, does anyone have like anything in particular they got to touch on? I think mostly we made this question because Fia's here. I think I we should definitely definitely let her go off a little bit and see where it takes us. Yeah, Fia, what do you think? 
Uh, well, I have so many thoughts. And obviously, like you said, there's tons of different directions that you could take this question. But um, I, I think what makes me so interested in it is definitely kind of um, with my show, right, is the virtual reality show. And, and, you know, the catch is I talk about any and all things related to like virtual reality inside of virtual reality. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people, I think the reason that I've had so much success with my show this far, because, um, you know, I've had it for less than six months and I'm at 30,000 subscribers, which is kind of like, <laughs> kind of, you know, right. that, that's pretty crazy <laughs> growth. And I think the reason that I'm seeing that is because I'm doing something in VR entertainment that people haven't necessarily seen before. And I'm realizing that as more and more people get their hands on headsets, they're, they're getting more interested in VR entertainment. And well, what is VR entertainment? What does that mean? Well, it, you know, it means something different to a lot of people. And what it currently is, is gaming, right? It's either a social experience or a gaming experience. But what I'm really, really excited about seeing is the kind of real world entertainment that we have, like going to the movies or, um, you know, watching a TV show or, or all of these kind of different experiences that you could get IRL, like, you know, watching someone perform or a play or anything and taking those real life experiences and then making it so that anybody can experience this in any way virtually. So all you need is to have a headset and you can kind of have any of these real life experiences without, you know, leaving home. And the coolest part about that is that you actually get this full customization over what's going on. Because if you, you know, if you go to the movies, well, you have to have like a, a budget for like, you know, doing all these different things on the show, getting the big screen set up. And, you know, you if you have to own a mm -hmm. movie theater, you know, there's all these different things you have to do. You have a play, you have to do it, make it fit within the confines of a theater. Well, in virtual reality, you have that complete customizability and control to make anything you want happen. And that's what makes me so excited is because I can see all of these endless possibilities of entertainment and interaction that we don't have when you're like staring in front of a screen versus being able to be immersed in something. And that's what makes me really excited. So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts that <laughs> bounce off of that. Oh yeah. But as you said, the time, I mean, the thing is it's the thing that keeps bothering me about virtual reality as a whole is people keep thinking it's only gaming and I'm not mm -hmm. going to talk too much crap because this is a VR gaming podcast, but <laughs> there is so much more that VR can do beyond this. Just as you've said, you could have a play that has unlimited potential of what you could actually accomplish in it. You can have every experience already in VR chat even. I mean, you can go hang out on a rooftop in a city and watch movies, not the current movies that are out that are pirated or anything, but movies. <laughs> <laughs> There's everything. And virtual reality is so much more than just gaming that I get mm -hmm. a little frustrated and people just put it in that box all the time and think, oh, it's just for nerdy gamers. They don't know yet. They're going to try it and they're going to change their minds. It's The future is, is going to be crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not to say that there's going to be some hard problems getting there. The problem with VR is that there's such a high barrier to entry to to get into all of this amazing content. It, it's sort of like saying, you know, everyone, space is great. Everyone should try going to space at some point. You mm -hmm. know, there, it just, it costs a lot of money. There's a lot right now. There's some tech know-how that has to go into getting it all set up. There's a high barrier to entry that's preventing people from experiencing these things. And so I think that the technology has to progress to the point VR has to get cheap enough to the point where more people can start experiencing it before it really takes off is, mm -hmm. is one of the problems facing it. Come I on, think Oculus. that's definitely a current, definitely the current problem is the high, you know, the high barrier to entry, like you said, is people either don't have enough money to buy like, you know, an index, which is, you know, dropping a grand for the whole setup. Most people don't have right. that money lying around. 
Um, and then same with the people who are trying to make these kinds of experiences. And that's why, you know, again, why I feel like my show is successful is because there's not a lot of people doing what I'm doing because there's not a lot of resources for them. And for me, like I had to scrounge the internet like crazy to try and figure out all these different VTubing programs and all this crazy stuff. But, um, you know, that's kind of my whole mission and stuff is I'm trying to like bring this information and share it with people. And I think like I'm really excited because like you said, it's it's still hard for people. But we're literally at that beginning point where things are starting to kind of roll. Like just like when, um, you know, like laptops started becoming like mainstream and stuff. We're seeing we're seeing it coming into the hands of like every average like household. And that's ugh, just makes me excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't wait to get there. <laughs> it's it is so cool to see like in my friends network i've, I've got a discord hut, um server that's pretty much dedicated to just like the old friends from high school uh, and because <laughs> I'm, I'm still pretty close friends with like i'm pretty i don't know i guess uh thankful lucky to have a group of friends mm-hmm. that goes all the way back to like kindergarten like Aww. old friends Aww, and, and there's like a lot of them that's like <laughs> that's like six different people it's like I, I don't know anyone else who's got that but it's so cool to see them like one by one picking up vr headsets mm. <laughs> like seeing seeing all your friends get into vr i cannot wait for the day when everyone has these things and that's when we're really going to see some interesting vr entertainment solutions because right now, entertainment requires an audience. Mm-hmm. And the problem with VR is that while we're getting pop, we're, we're getting there. I mean, there's more, apparently, the statistics show that there are now more people with VR headsets than there are 4K monitors. That's a lot of people. That is a right? lot. I'm one That's of them. That's a great set. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a 4K monitor. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's a little tricky because the 4K word by itself can... A lot of people have... um Not 4K, but... uh what is it? Um, it's like close. It's it, it's not UHD. It might be UHD, um, but it's basically like a version of 4K that a lot of monitors and TVs put out to like kind of pretend that they're 4K. Mm-hmm. So that might be screwing with those statistics because that's actually most most quote 4K TVs are actually UHD TVs. So that might be affecting things. But besides that, I think you know where there's people, there will be an um, there will be people of interest. Mm-hmm. It's super cool to see. Like, <laughs> of course, we're going to be jealous here that we don't have 30K subs already. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, you'll get there. You'll get there. It's just a matter of time. It really is. But honestly, like, I, we do this because we love it. And it's so cool to see channels like yours that are blowing up and, like, really making VR, like, cool. Like, it's not just a gimmick. It's it's mm-hmm. something that a lot of people have should be interested in. And that's super cool to see. Really excited for where VR and entertainment goes. And Absolutely. and I mean, we, we we're seeing with so many new programs that like clearly in terms of what can be done in VR, we're like in such an experimental phase still. Mm-hmm. There's really cool stuff. VR chat, really cool. Rec room, also really cool. But I I like I feel like it, within a year there could be a new like a new thing in VR. It's so crazy how fast things are moving. It's so exciting. <laughs> it I always get so giddy over it. I'm like, I wonder where we'll be in five years <laughs> from now. I wonder what about in 20 years will we have our, you know, full dive, like nerve suits, I say, yo. Oh, my gosh. I get carried away in the, the speculation. That's for sure. <laughs> I talked about chip this. you put on your temple by then. You won't need any of that. Yeah. Just put oh, one little go. chip get on the your neural temple link. Yeah. just drop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that, that sort of – it definitely – 
it, I'm profiling myself as a total uh, nerd here by saying this, but I don't care. It, definitely that Sword Art Online <laughs> thing. Like, oh man, when we get to Sword Art Online levels, <laughs> even close to that, like I cannot wait. I've said this before on like five different <laughs> podcasts. Cannot wait for that VR MMO to be done right. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wasn't there That'll like a, a really <laughs> evil a element to that show and what happened to everybody who went into VR? I'm you just know asking. What they they <laughs> can prank everybody by pretending whole... that that's happening too. You know, they didn't even have to actually be evil, but they could frame it and everybody would start like uh, shivering. Whoa, oh my God, what's going on? Yeah. I could see the world's biggest prank right there. <laughs> all right. As, as much as I want to keep talking about VR MMOs, because I could go all day. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he can. W- oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Shush. Um, we got, we got um, a little bit of. Uh, um, qu- let's see. We have one, two. Is that a question down there? In order to give you a really boom, Apple would have to first. No, it's more of a comment. Um, <laughs> Does it have a question so, mark, Rip? <laughs> I, well, like, <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> but, um, so first question from Slash asks. Oh no. It has HP reverb. We've been avoiding HP reverb because <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no>. it <laughs> because it <laughs> ask it. I'm not afraid to piss some people off, <laughs> right? Yeah, all right. If d- care, I don't know if you've touched on the HP reverb yet, but be careful because the flight sim community it really is like <laughs> if you touch their baby, the HP reverb oh, G2. It's not mad. even out yet, but if you touch it, <laughs> say anything negative, they will come after you with pitchforks. Um. We have discovered that. But anyway, mm-hmm. so he asks, when do you think Valve re- will release a new headset? Both seeing they're still backed up on orders and they've been helping work on the new HP headset. So I guess we can avoid the HP reverb in this discussion. <laughs> Probably <laughs> I think a, while. Be a while. Yeah. yeah they'll, it'll add be a while. A, they'll add a mod to it maybe to make it wireless, but it, I don't think they'll be getting a new headset because, yeah, they're backed up. They still have plenty they can milk out of this one. Like, why would they all of a sudden say, we need to make a new one when they haven't mm-hmm. even fulfilled how many orders? I mean, Rip, how long have you been waiting for your index? Like, we don't people are still that. waiting. <laughs> people are still waiting. Why would they suddenly switch gears because then everybody will cancel their pre orders? <laughs> yeah. I, in my know, personal like opinion, Valve only thing. works on things when they're really trying to either introduce a new tech or sell a really interesting feature. That's what they did with their games. That the, that's what they're doing with the headset. I would give it at least five years before we see any new headset that's designed and made by Valve. Touching on opinion. that, do you think Valve may not even make another one? Is that possible? They'll just keep producing content? Yes. I, yeah. I actually oh, think yeah. that's cool. Valve is an ecosystem. They're not a direct supplier. And so... I think that they made the index, which is incredible headset in my opinion, best in the market. And you know, I, I think they might just leave it and keep building out the VR ecosystem and let individual mm-hmm. like other companies build the actual hardware for it. They That's my that. opinion. Fia, you were gonna say something there? Oh, I was just gonna say maybe they're pranking us all by like not shipping out the indexes because they have a whole stash of all the index twos they're waiting for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're just playing I would be a so trick upset. on us all, you know. <laughs> I know. I think that's wishful thinking more than anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be I'm I'm expecting a good while still before I get mine. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come with Half Life Three installed on it too, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dang one, you, one can dream. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next question. Uh, we touched on this at the beginning of the part of podcast, but Mason Carter asks, does Fia have full body tracking? She seems to be able to articulate uh, very well. 
Um, the answer is, uh, no, she's normal, and the rest of us have rods stuck through our bodies. We can't do anything about it. <laughs> you know, I know this question is supposed to be complimentary to Fia, but all I got from that question is like, man, the rest of you look like crap, right? <laughs> that's, that's being sensitive. I, I took no offense. <laughs> yeah. So full Fia is in full body tracking. You want to you tell them a little bit about that? What, what does that mean, full body tracking? How do you do it? Yeah, so basically, um, the the way that it works is that you have these sensors in. Ooh, I'm falling again. Um, see if they work some of the time. Um, but you have these sensors that you um attach to your feet. So I have one on each of my feet, and then I have one that I um strap to my waist, and then I have my two sense like um like uh, base stations that came with my valve index, and I have one over in like this corner of my room, and then one in the opposite direction in that corner of the room. And then they basically both are able to um, track the position of my sensors that connect to my body. And then that way it, um, you know, relays that information back into VR so that it looks like I'm actually um, fully controlling it. Um, there's other applications where you can actually get more than three sensors. But um, for, for VR chat, you can, you're only stuck with the three um, mm -hmm. but I, I'd hope that one day I want to get like my elbows done and my knees done, but that's, you know, they're like a hundred bucks per, uh, per puck is what they call them. So it's a uh, definitely a hefty expense there. If you want to go cheap, you can get an Xbox Connect, and uh, it's not going to be as articulate, but it can do full body. Those what are is pretty it? good for the waist is what I've seen. Is A lot of people have mm. a lot of trouble with the, the feet tracking, but as far as like kind of like the hips and being able to um, kind of like more bend around, the, the, the Connect seems to work a lot better for that. What is your routine when you take it all off? How do you charge all this? Do you have like a hub of just USB cords <laughs> everywhere? That's yeah, what, I have five so things? many USBs. I have so many USBs. It's terrible. Um, but yeah, so I have these like USB um, cords. I have three of them, one for each puck. And I plug that into my computer. And so um, they attach directly to the pucks. I, I, you know, take it off my waist, off my feet and plug it into my computer. And that's how it charges. Um, and then when I take it out to like put it on my body, I have these little like um, connectors that are what um, take the feedback for the information and exchange it from the, um, you know, base stations and the, the trackers back to the computer. Um, and so I have to plug those in. It gets a little finicky sometimes, I will admit, especially if I restart Steam VR. sometimes it'll just go black and then I have to replug it in, hold down the button for like 30 seconds, make sure <laughs> it works. Oh, it's not working. Now I got to replug oh, it into a different one. You know, it can be a pain in the butt, but it is so worth it. I can't even describe the feeling of having legs is <laughs> you have never been more thankful for legs in your life until you have full body tracking. I will say it. <laughs> well, and I imagine the waist one is on a belt. You keep saying feet. Are you wearing like, are they on your ankles or are they actually strapped like to a sock kind of apparatus? How do the feet want to attach? Yeah. Yeah. So I have, um, it, it's like a strap with a Velcro. And so I have this mm. part on my foot where it like screws around. So I screw the tracker onto the top of the strap and then I strap it around my foot and then um, it Velcros back to the top. And so I just wear socks with it. I know some people wear shoes. I've done it barefoot, a little itchy, but not terrible. Um, and then there's, you know, there's other like ways to do it. I know people like, like have ways to like connect them to their tennis shoes and things. Um, but um, yeah, tons of different ways, but the most basic way is to just strap them on there. Mm -hmm. Super cool. For those that are listening in, I, I will just tell you verbally, it's like, it is pretty night and day. What us compared to Fia here. 
I mean, it's super cool. This is making me jealous. Not gonna lie. <laughs> That's yeah. how I felt. I, I got it from peer pressure. I was like, oh, I want to be one of those people. <laughs> and um, it works. It works. The peer pressure works, and I have no regrets. <laughs> Stop it. I don't, I don't have the money <laughs> I'm right just now. Saying, once you can, <laughs> you should. <laughs> all right. All right. So, um, though, quick little note if you're like, oh, I can get full body tracking in VR, that's like application specific, dear listeners. It's not like every game will suddenly mm, track your feet. No, no, no. All right. And with that, we do have to wrap things up. I see some of you have brought in um, a couple extra questions, unfortunately, that'll have to go until overtime. But in terms of the podcast itself, those of you listening and watching our clips, this marks the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. We had Fia here, who was an exceptional guest. Fia, oh, how can you. they find you? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I am the virtual reality show, all one word on YouTube. Um, very bright rainbow colors with my face plastered all over everything. <laughs> She's so you super miss findable. It. <laughs> very, very findable. Um, um, on Twitch, it's Fia Bunny, one word. Instagram, Fia Bunny, one word. And then Twitter is Fia underscore bunny so that's the uh, only real exception mm, there so someone stole um, it dang it <laughs> I, I know i know exactly Hate but i stream that. three times a week on twitch so you can catch me there live or i do a new video every single monday on youtube so that's how you can find me yeah check her out guys super cool really cool channel it's it's like in terms of the youtube channels i've seen especially for vr you know it's because it's so new and coming it's cool to see some you know as a as someone uh, who is a producer myself and an editor, I like to see YouTube channels that are well made, and mm. hers strikes me as one of the ones that's well made, Aww. which I'm always a fan. <laughs> that of. means a lot, really. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a total noob sometimes. I watch my videos, I'm like, oh, this is so bad. I should have done this and this and that. So it, it oh, means a worry. lot to get those. It'll get those oh wait, that feel. You will be the biggest VR YouTuber, and that feeling will not go away. Yep, I'm, <laughs> I'm convinced. There's always, there's always the the second person in the brain that's like, nope, yep. nope. So check her out, guys. Um, check us out too for those of you that are just uh, watching us on YouTube. You've never seen us before. We've got um, first off the Discord server. A lot of stuff happens there besides just us hanging out. We're always in Discord. We're always answering questions. Our Discord server is not yet so populated that we can't talk to our community and it's mm -hmm. super cool and we're going to take advantage of that for as long as we can so lots of interesting discussions there come check us out if you wanted to get some q a um the that was at the first section of the podcast that's from the discord server join the discord server put some questions into our q a section and we will get to you well we try to get to you sometimes we miss <laughs> one and then we've got the patreon again if you wanted to hear about that Swords of Gura tournament <laughs> on time, <laughs> you know, we record Wednesday and the podcast goes Friday. And you know what? Some news, it's only relevant that those first two day days, I guess, um, in our favor, because it makes us try to get you to get on our Patreon. That's $5 mm. a month. And um, one, you get bumped up in terms of Q&A questions. Two, you get early versions of the podcast that are stereo and trust me the intro and outro songs sound beautiful in stereo and we'll try to add more stuff down the road but in general that's those are like our two biggest things short of just you're supporting us which is always fun thank you for listening thank you for tuning in if you are watching consider listening if you are road tripping at these weird times and if you are <laughs> and if you are listening perhaps consider checking out the YouTube channel and again seeing us we got some cool stuff 
And that is all. Thank Bye, you. everybody. Thank you for We'll see you next podcast. Fred asks, if someone offered any of you $10,000 to stay in your VR headset for one month and you can't take it off, would you? Yeah, no. Nope. Dude, I would, I would consider it not even for the ten grand, just for the video. I couldn't do it. Nope. nope. I couldn't do it. Well, like, I'd even do a week for, like, maybe less money. But the... Okay, what's the, your figure for a month? If it, if it was about the month, right. what if would your month, Right, if it was a month... Oh, that's... A, good question because there's always a price everyone will do something for a right yeah amount. i mean i, I would i got a child not seeing my child for a month would be in the you hard see them <laughs> right, virtually, yeah. adam it oh, have to a be a lot of grade. money yeah <laughs> i don't know maybe like 50k for a month i think i'd do it for 50k 50k is a lot of index headsets <laughs> <laughs>